You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. You're listening to the Sportsman's Nation Podcast Network brought to you by HuntStand. HuntStand is the number one hunting app in the country, and at only $29.99, HuntStand offers a ton of functionality for hunters all over the country. Whether you own your own property or strictly hunt public, you can choose from over a dozen base maps, view property ownership information, 3D mapping, local weather, log your sightings and harvest, as well as use their trail cam management software, and print maps from your hunt areas. Download it today at the Apple App Store or Google Play. Hunt Stand. Upgrade your arsenal. You're listening to the Average Conservationist Podcast, brought to you by Go Hunt and in partner with 2% for Conservation. Sign up today to become an insider at GoHunt.com. 2% for Conservation's mission is to create an alliance of businesses and individuals that ensure the future of hunting and angling by committing their time and dollars to fish and wildlife. 1% of your time plus 1% of your money equals 2% for Conservation. 2% helps businesses and people pair with conservation causes to support things that fit what they care about. Whether you're into fishing, hunting, or just getting outdoors, 2% can help you not only start giving back to wildlife, but get certified for it. Getting 2% certified means you've made the same commitments as popular brands like Sitka, First Light, Stone Glacier, and Seek Outside in giving at least 1% of your time and dollars back to wildlife. But it's not just for outdoor companies. Breweries, contractors, coffee roasters, and even piano repair companies have earned 2% certification and stand out as leaders in their community for doing so. Businesses that are committed to conservation deserve your business when you shop. Learn more about 2% for conservation at fishandwildlife.org. That's fishandwildlife.org. Happy Thursday, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Average Conservationist Podcast, and I'm your host, Marcus Ewing. Today on the podcast, I'm joined by Courtney and Hunter Howland, and they are the owners of newly 2% certified Little Forest Creations. And Little Forest Creations makes um, soy wax melts, uh, as well as different air fresheners. <clears throat> so we get to I get to speak with Courtney and Hunter about you know really how the business came to be kind of the organic nature uh in which it was all created 
Um, <clears throat> Courtney and Hunter uh, have a great love for our national parks, um, <clears throat> and that's why they are giving back uh, to the National Park Foundation, which is really cool because it's it's one uh, it's an organization, a foundation that um, I have not. Uh, spoken to anyone else about uh, throughout the course of the podcast to, to giving back to and they kind of tell the story about why and how they fell in love um, with national parks and you know their bucket list to be able to see all of them uh, and they have quite uh, a, an extensive list of parks that they've already hit so really cool to hear about that you know Hunter uh, grew up in the outdoors um, and spent you know a lot of his time out west um, so to, to become 2% certified for them was really a, a kind of a no-brainer, uh, as you've heard me say in the past, or you've heard guests say in the past. Um, they just launched their company um, less than a month ago, so they made the commitment right out of the gate, which is awesome to see. Um, once they had found, about, found out about 2%, it was really um, just a formality at that point and making sure to, to get everything done. Um, we get to talk about you know the different scents that they offer and why they choose those different scents. Um, they like to make sure that you know the the different um, melts that they're creating kind of transport you to uh, maybe a specific time or place or kind of help jog some memories from maybe some past outdoor experiences. Um, just the the. The idea of creating something that connects you to the outdoors without actually being outdoors, I thought was super cool. And it's something that that they're really passionate about. So it's cool to see um, something like that um, put into into a business and also be able to help give back to conservation as well. So really fun um, conversation with Courtney and Hunter. Uh, Episode 54, Little Forest Creations. Enjoy. Um, before we get into that, I want to take a minute to tell you about our partners over at Stone Glacier. Uh, if you haven't already, I know I've been saying this a lot, but be sure to download the Stone Glacier app, whether uh, iOS or Android. Uh, there's an app for you to stay up to date with all the latest stuff that uh, Stone Glacier has going on. Um, I also encourage you guys to check out StoneGlacier.com, scroll to the bottom, and click on the um, Conservation tab on the bottom, and you will see all the awesome work um, that Stone Glacier is doing in the world of conservation, um, some of the different organizations that they're partnering with. Um, Really, really cool stuff, and I I love to see, and I love to work with um, companies that put such an emphasis on giving back to conservation. Um, the the president over there at Stone Glacier is actually um, kind of the brainchild behind uh, 2% for Conservation. So you know that they are deeply rooted uh, in the world of conservation and they're not just um, kind of giving you lip service. They're actually walking the walk and they're talking the talk and walking the walk. So it's, it's very easy to support uh, a company like Stone Glacier. So be sure, head over to StoneGlacier.com and help support them. All right, I'd like to welcome the owners of newly 2% certified Little Forest Creations, Courtney and Hunter Holland. Guys, how's everything going this morning? It's good. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks. I, uh, <clears throat> I know we're, we're doing this, Hunter, before you got to head into work, so I'm glad that we were able to, uh, to make some time. And, and also, congratulations on uh, joining the 2% family. Well, thank you. Thank you for uh, making some time for me. Kind of working around my schedule a little bit. I appreciate it. Yeah, no <laughs> we're, problem. We're really 
Yeah, no, it's uh, it kind of comes with the territory on my end at least is is trying to find time when uh, when everyone else is available. So no, I'm just glad that we're uh, we're able to make this work, especially with the announcement of you guys uh, becoming certified coming out last week. It seemed like a, a very opportune time to to get you guys on there and and get the uh, the name out there. Yeah, we're uh, really excited. We're we're uh, when we first found out about it, we were like, oh, we got to do this. This is right up our alley. <laughs> um, I'm not even sure. I think Courtney was the one who found it. We were just like, oh, this is something we definitely have to do when we found out about it at first. So we're really excited to be part of it. Yeah, you guys are, are definitely um, joining a an awesome organization. I mean, everyone, uh, I mean, you guys have probably spoken to both Jared and Calvin over there at 2% who are both awesome. And then, you know, not only that, but just the other awesome brands and people that are associated with those brands. I mean, you guys are you guys made a very good decision for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so let's kind of jump right into it here. So tell me about Little Forest Creations. So it's uh, it's actually named after our son who will be here in about a month. Ah, well, so. <laughs> congratulations, by the way. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you very much. Um, and right now we, we really are just kind of a handcraft little tiny company. We make wax melts out of our kitchen. Okay. <laughs> And um, we just started venturing into other items. Uh, we just started making air fresheners, which is really cool. That started about a week ago. And then we do plan to incorporate other items as time goes on. Um, we're just starting out. We've been open for since the 26th of last month. So it's brand new. Okay. So you guys made the decision to become 2% certified kind of right, right out of the gate then right when you launched. Definitely. Yeah. yeah, we already knew that we wanted to uh, to donate a portion of the proceeds before. I mean, when we were when we were planning out, you know, kind of planning and spitballing ideas and stuff, there was something that was really important to us was making sure we were giving back in some way, um, and uh, that that was the the two percent was a good avenue for that. Uh, that would also you know. Us, they're helping small businesses like us, you know, put us on the map and, you know, putting us out of there on Instagram and kind of, it's just, it's a win-win scenario for both of us, you know. For sure. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's especially, um, I mean, especially if you guys knew that, you know, prior to starting the business or that when you were, you know, coming up with ideas and things like that for, for another small, for a small business there, yeah, to have that idea to give back and wanting to do that right out of the gate. Um, joining um, an organization like 2%, yeah, is is a great way to go about that because, you know, not only um, can they help you kind of get in touch with organizations um, that maybe you guys want to partner with down the road or, you know, let's say come up with like um, like a, a very like specific scent for and, and partner with an organization. I mean, they're definitely um, a great resource and a great tool to have at your disposal. Yeah, we're excited to work with them. Um, we're definitely excited to. We actually, when we announced it on Facebook, I have a friend of mine that I went to to middle school with, and he does uh, taxidermy out of in Utah. Okay. He's a self-taught taxidermist, and uh, he was all excited. He commented on our post and was like, "Man, I thought I was the only one who knew about this. I'm so glad somebody else <laughs> is doing this too." So he was he was excited, and that that's good. You know, right off the bat, I haven't talked to him in ten years. You know, and and uh, it was kind of a cool little moment for us to both be like a part of this, you know, this team. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, uh, the melts that you make, is that like a candle or what exactly is that? So it, 
it is the same wax that you can use to make a candle, but basically it is, it comes in a little container. You pop it out and you put it in a warmer that, that heats the wax up and disperses the smell throughout your home. So it's actually a little bit safer than a candle. There's no flame involved with it. Okay. All right. I got you. I was, when I was looking at the website and I was, you know, looking at the different products, I was like, what exactly is a melt? You know, like, <laughs> like I don't know if, if I'm just like missing something super obvious here, which obviously now that you explained to me, I, as soon as you were like, no, you, you warm it up. I'm like, okay, I know exactly what you're talking about. It's a relatively not new, but it's becoming more popular as people don't want an actual candle, um, with a flame in their home. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes, that makes total sense. Especially now with, with another little one, with a little one on the way for you guys. Yeah. You don't want all these open yeah. flames once they're. <laughs> Once he's up and moving around and everything, so exactly. <laughs> so, how was it that you guys got into into making the different the melts and then now the air fresheners that you mentioned? Uh, it started about a year ago, actually. We did start with candles. Um, it didn't really. We were both working full time at the time. Hunter works uh, twelve hour days, something insane, and he is actually the. Uh, the cook <laughs> so he <laughs> cooks up all the wax and pours it um but it started off as candles and it just sort of slipped out of our fingers with everything we had going on COVID starting up but um we just decided that we wanted to go the wax melt route we've been making them for a little over a year um and then the air fresheners i'm very big on handmade items so that was just another product that we wanted to put out there to kind of stick with a sense. That's kind of our game plan is to stay that avenue. Yeah, that's a good, um, like a good kind of add-on to um, to the melt is having an air freshener to go along with it. So were you guys just basically like selling these to like friends and family prior to or just kind of making them for your own use? Well, mo- mostly it was for... Uh, we were, we were smoking our own supply, you know, I mean, it was, <laughs> it, it was, uh, <laughs> we, we, we were almost doomed from the beginning cause we just couldn't stop using them. So it was mostly for us. We kind of live, um, with my job, we've moved away a little bit from family. So we've, it's hard to get, you know, to kind of test them out on our, on our family. So we've been testing them out on ourselves and, and, uh, so, and, you know, friends from work and things like that, we were, we were giving them around, but, um. Initially, it was just pretty much for us. We were like, why don't we just make them ourselves? You know, that's kind of just sort of how it started. Yeah, no, that's cool. And that's always when you, I mean, it, it's almost like a very organic story, right? Like, you guys just kind of started making them for yourself. You really enjoyed them. And then whether it's, you know, maybe talking to some friends and family or like you said, like giving them to some coworkers and you're getting some good feedback. I mean, it's it's a very organic process how that all kind of starts to, to where you're at now. Right. Yeah. So what you said, Hunter, that you're kind of the, the chemist, the cook there. So what does <laughs> yeah. that, that process look like for, for actually um, making these melts? So... Uh... Right now it's kind of, it's very low tech, you know, I mean, it's, it's a, at the moment it's low tech. It's a double boiler, you know, you just heat a lot of water and, and putting some solid wax in a kind of a, like a, a beaker sort of, and, 
and you know with a thermometer and all exact temperature measurements you know it's we heat it up to a certain temperature and once it's good you pour in the oil and make sure it's all mixed together right and wait for it to cool down to the perfect temperature and then they you know steady hand pouring <laughs> it into these little tiny plastic holes and yeah. uh <laughs> no, I mean, with with temperature control and stuff like that, yeah, it does sound, I mean, kind of from the outside looking in, it's like, oh, yeah, it, it seems pretty straightforward. But the um, the precision, I guess, in terms of like the temperature is something that probably is pretty, pretty important in the entire process. It's it's a lot more bef- it's a lot more intricate than I thought it would be. You know, on the surface, like you said, it sounds simple. There's melt wax, pour in oil, pour wax, you yeah. know, and uh, but. For, you know, when you're trying to make it smell perfect or you're trying to get, you know, it's when you want this candle to fill up the whole room or whatever, you know, you have to pay attention to these little things that I didn't know anything about. And um, it's been a learning experience, that's for sure, for me. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, so did you guys like look up how to make this or just kind of, you know, trial and error type thing? So like I said, it started with candles. Uh, I actually, the first experience we had with that was we ordered a... Uh, a candle making kit um and his first candle is he actually i don't think there's a lot of we've read a lot of issues um but he he pretty much had it perfect i mean i don't think we've ever made one that we weren't happy with (laughs) yeah so i mean but he's kind of a cook as well so it's definitely a very particular recipe that you've got to get just right um but we like stuff that smells good, smell yeah. good. And we like scents from the outdoors too. And that's kind of where that came from. Cause I think every, every scent that we have is either from our experience in the outdoors or something we brought with us to the outdoors. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Like the whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> Always a good one. No matter where you're yeah, at. Yeah. That's right. At home or in the woods. <laughs> so, what um what was it that at maybe or when was like the turning point when you said okay we're gonna turn this into a full fledged business we're gonna you know kind of release this to the masses? Um, when we when we got pregnant, it was um, it was like okay, you know we we're gonna have to do something because we wanted we decided that we wanted her to be home with with our son full time sure. and and um. Just it, it wasn't for us. It didn't seem feasible to to put a, you know, to go through the daycare and the whole of that that kind of thing. So um, when she started getting later in her pregnancy, it was like, okay, well let's you know let's hit the ground running before he's here, so we don't have to slay all this groundwork for her to be home and do this business um, with a baby at the same time. So um, we started a little early, and that's that's kind of when. Well, we got a little later in our pregnancy. It's like, okay, well, let's let's start this now. Yeah. So we're not juggling all these different things. Yeah, I mean, I can tell you from firsthand experience, guys. I mean, when you throw a little one into the mix, oh goodness, you, all this time you think you're gonna have, uh, oh gosh, it's. I mean, I have I have a, a four year old and a two year old, and uh, I started the average conservationist when uh, my son, oh, he was. He was young. I mean, he was only probably three or four months old. Um, but it is, and now that they're both, you know, it's more so him, 
Um, the other one's a little bit more self-sufficient uh, in terms of being able to give her a craft or some type of activity to do. But, but with my son, I mean, he's just a ball of energy. And it's like impossible right. to get, you know, working from home. Uh, Courtney, you'll soon find out. <laughs> it is super <laughs> tough to get stuff done. So you guys definitely made the right decision there with with getting all of the, the groundwork laid prior to uh, the arrival of the little one there. Yeah. Yeah, we thought that was... It was going to help us be more successful if we if we really get the groundwork laid before you got here, you know. Yeah. And that only works out for us, and it works out for him, you know. When he gets here, he's not going to have to be in daycare and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. So, how long did it take you guys to to that that entire process of getting everything set up, building the website, and, and all of that? Well, it, this time around, not not too long. <laughs> uh, like I said, we've been making candles for about a year now. So I think last year, like I said, with COVID, we were both working full time. Uh, there was there was a lot going on. We had just recently moved to where we are. We so this time around, I don't know, a couple of weeks, really. I mean, I, it was a lot of work. It was a lot of me driving around town, uh, filling out business applications. The website itself didn't take too terribly long uh just because i knew where 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 i wanted to go with it yeah but as far as getting everything set up i think it it, we've been working on it for about a month now like hard working on it yeah no that's and that's a good turnaround time because i i I mean i think back to when i when i was getting everything set up i mean yeah the thankfully a lot of the at least here in michigan where i'm at like the, you know, the LLC and, and all that stuff, like any of that paperwork, luckily you can do that all online. So that wasn't too right. terribly bad. But when it came to the website, I mean, having a, a vision, uh, like you said, you guys did, I mean, that's, I mean, that's half the battle because yeah, I mean, I, I just use like a, a template website builder to, to build ours and oh my gosh, it took me forever. I mean, and I wasn't working, <laughs> I mean, I wasn't working on it, uh, like full time all the time, but I mean, you know, coming up with the right colors and then making sure that color, you know, was throughout the website. It's it's a process. So to turn it around in a month is that's that's some good work. It was definitely we wanted to we really wanted to just get started. And so I just banged it out. And now we're here. Yeah, I mean, I (laughs) that certainly helps. I mean, I know how much goes into just preparing for your first child and everything. You know, you got to have everything buttoned up at home with the room, the nursery, the crib, you know, the whole nine yards. And then to throw, oh, we're going to start a business and build a, a business on yeah. top of that. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a little extra work for you guys. <laughs> so you guys are actually the second um, couple that I've had on the podcast. So how was it that you guys met? Mm-hmm. Well, we were, we were both I was a, the lead bartender and I hired her. So that's how we met. And, um, so we were friends for a couple of years behind the bar and, and, um, it kind of went from there. That's, that's how we met and that's how we got together. And, uh, we've been together ever since. I'd say it was a good hire then, huh? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was a good decision. <laughs> so you guys met, uh, you guys met in Florida and you guys are now in Alabama, correct? Yeah. So, um, I know it sounds like Courtney, this is kind of going to be your baby, your second baby there after, uh, your new one comes there. So Hunter, what is it that you do for a living? 
I work for a trucking company, so I'm a operations supervisor. Okay. So, uh, yeah, unloading and loading freight, delivering freight. Um, that's what I do. It's it's uh, it's been a wild ride this last this last year. This, I mean, I, I if you've ever, especially with all the businesses that I would assume are, are your audience, or anybody who knows that shipping costs have tr- doubled or tripled, you know, that's yeah. you're welcome. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm not going to throw you under the bus any more than you already just did to yourself there. So no, no, we're good. Um, so what is it like you kind of touched on it a little bit before, like where, um, the ideas or, or the sense come from, but how do you guys kind of land on it? Um, you know, what you're actually going to make and put on the website. Um, I think that, uh, we, 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 I get I, our sense come from where we want to be outside more often, you know, and uh, you can't be outside all the time. Right. You know, you can't be out in the woods. All, I mean, I guess my couple of my cousins would say differently, but, but, uh, you know, it, and so those, the sense that we want, we, they remind us of being outside or certain places we've been. Um, and so that's where they come from. We've taken road trips and stuff that have been, that have been really inspirational for us. Like, oh, do you remember that place, or do you remember where we were here, or do you remember that moment, or whatever? And that's that. What what scent was that moment? You know, um, at least for me, that's where a lot of the inspiration for the scents comes from. Yeah. yeah, no, that's that's really cool. It's it's a uh, it's kind of a way to to hold on to those memories um, going forward, just in kind of other in a different form, other than like pictures or, or something like that. Um, yeah, no, no, that's that's a very cool way to look at it. Um. So what was it that, um, or what was your first scent, I guess? Ooh. Uh, whiskey? So I hope yeah. it was the whiskey. Yeah, it was, it was the moonlit whiskey. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we were, that was, for me at least, I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't love that one. I was surprised that. At how whiskey it smelled. You have to really, really like whiskey. Uh, it, it was like, and I love whiskey. I don't know. It was, it's strong, man. I mean, it's something else. Like, I have never smelled in my life. Like, I don't know. You I don't want to, you want a candle to, you know, it's less vivid. You don't want a candle to be so vivid. Yeah. It's more like, <laughs> let the candle lead you to, like, Oh yeah, that does smell like Christmas. You know, man, this is—it's like opening a, opening a bottle of whiskey. It's intense. Well, like <laughs> like I mentioned, there's worse things to smell. I'll be honest. That's true. That <laughs> that is true. So, you, you, did you guys grow up in the outdoors, whether hunting or, or fishing or just you know traveling around doing some backpacking? How that? Um, how were you guys introduced to the outdoors? Um, I definitely was. My my dad, my whole is our avid outdoorsmen hunters um we were we, I, I moved around a lot my dad was, a, was in the military so i got to see a lot of different places i lived out west for you know, the majority of my life and up in the mountains and um i definitely grew up hunting we have a our family has property out in oregon that we elk hunt every year and we all get together and awesome. you know um and that's the majority of my hunting experience you know it was just going up there every year and 
spending time with our family, you know, with my family and, and, uh, you know, some, some opportunistic hunting as well as, you know, dove hunting in Oklahoma in the cotton fields and, you know, dove or deer hunting in Texas when we live there and things like that. But, um, the ranch in, in Oregon is really where my outdoor experience comes from, Yeah, you know, and, uh, that's our, that's my home range. You know, that's, that's really where I'm outside, you know, and, and, um, uh, ever since we've been together, our, our big thing has been national parks, not so much the hunting side. Um, just because we've, we've, we've kind of met where this love of national parks, you know, and, and, um, it didn't even, it's sort of, that was an, that was the most organic thing. I think part of our relationship was we just started going to these national parks and then it became our, our thing that, you know, like, that's what we like to do. That's our hobby, you know? And, um, it was, uh, now it's become like, whenever we travel anywhere, that's, that's what we're trying to find is worth the nearest national park or which one haven't we been to or, you know, things yeah. like that. Yeah. So <clears throat> that kind of leads me into what I want to talk about next was obviously, um, the, the 2% certification, uh, and everything and how national parks tie into that. So before we get into that a little bit, tell me, um, Courtney, it sounds like you were kind of the, um, the leader in this. So where did you, uh, find 2% or how did you learn about it? Um, they actually, I don't want to say they found me, but <laughs> they kind of did. So I, I do a lot of the marketing. I'm on Instagram constantly, daily, scrolling through, uh, contacting, communicating, and just kind of making connections with people. Yep. And I think, I think what happened was I found their Instagram page and just really kind of went through their page, liking things that I saw that were interesting to me. And I'm, I can't remember if I reached out to them to just as a connection and, and they kind of explained to me what they were and asked me if I'd be interested in a phone call. And I absolutely was. And it just, blossom from there and i mean i told him I, he came home from work and i told him about it and we were both super excited and so i jumped right in yeah and that's that's one of the great things about two percent is in in terms of the giving back um the the guidelines are are very loose uh in terms of you know like which type of organizations you want to give back to um you see a lot of people are kind of giving back to I call them like your your standard organizations, you know, your RMEF, your BHA, um, yeah. you know, the list goes on and on. Um, and you guys are actually donating to the National Park Foundation, uh, which I think is super cool because um, not to say that there aren't other uh, businesses that are, are donating back to them, but you're the first one that I've had on um, that I've had a chance to talk to about it. So take me through... I guess how like you said it was a very organic thing with um, visiting national parks. Um, how how did that kind of come to be? I mean, was it just like you guys made a trip one time and, and stopped at you know Yellowstone or 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 something like that? And you're like, oh, this is awesome! Like we should see more. I mean, how how did that look? Uh, so for me, my family uh, is from Tennessee. My whole family is from Knoxville, which is very close to the Smokies. Mm -hmm. um, every summer, that's where we went me and my little brother. So we went up to the Smoky Mountains. It's one of my favorite national parks. I just think it's beautiful in general. And so I kind of grew up there, especially with that being my summers for my first 17 years of my life. Just, it feels like home to me. And uh, 
so the national park thing kind of happened. I think the first trip Hunter and I took was Colorado. Mm -hmm. And I, where did we go? We went to Rocky Mountain National Park. That was my first experience out there. Which for um, me is like, I mean, that's yeah, <laughs> like the end all be all. Yeah. <laughs> that's the first time I had been to that side of the country. And I, my love for it grew. Um, I We both really love the mountains. We both feel very at home. And so... I just needed more after that experience. And then we've been all over since then. Um, we've been to Glacier, help me out here, because there's, it's a huge list. I mean, we've been into the, you know, National Park, like the Sawtooths and, you know, Grand Tetons, and Grand Canyon. I mean, it, it's, you know, we've hit the major ones. We haven't hit Yellowstone yet, because we were, when we went to Grand Teton, they were, it was right, right before they, or right after they closed for the season. Oh, okay. And uh, we were kind of bummed about that, but we'll have to go. I think we circled it a couple of times. Yeah. Like, like hawks. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but we just, I mean, we, we love them. We have a little bucket list going and um, we want to see all of them. Yeah, no, that's super cool. I actually, um, I've been, I, I'm not even going to try to compare my list to yours because it, I, <laughs> I can already tell that yours is, yours is head and shoulders above mine, but I've been to, I've been to Glacier, um, to Rockies, to the Smokies. Uh, we actually, the Tetons, um, like, so last summer my family and I did, uh, like a Western road trip. So we rented an RV and, um, started off, um, actually in Bozeman there. So I got to meet with Jared, um, have some coffee with him. Um, and then we did Yellowstone for a few days. Uh, we went down, uh, and like on our way, like on our way South, I guess we, uh, did the Tetons on the way out uh, of Yellowstone, and then we did uh, Arches, we did Canyonland, um, we did Rockies in Colorado. Um, so yeah, Yellowstone's a cool one. You guys are definitely gonna like that. Um, yeah, yeah. It, it. If you can, I mean, I think it was probably there were so many people doing what we were doing with COVID and everything. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, this was September of last year. So a lot of places were, a lot of states were kind of still on lockdown and, and the West had kind of relaxed things a little bit, thankfully. Uh, but if you can go during the week, do it during the week. It's just, yeah, it's, yeah. yeah way less traffic, <laughs> way less people than, than on the weekends. But yeah, especially, you know, I'm assuming by the time you guys get back out there, you'll have, you'll have your son. So that'll be, that'll be a really cool experience for the three of you guys. We're yeah. very excited about that. Yeah. <laughs> So is there any other organizations aside from the uh, National Park Foundation that you guys are working with or that you plan to give back to? Um, yeah, the Rock Mountain Elk Foundation is um, something I've kind of, I don't know, on again, off again, been a member of. Um, our next, my next goal for them is, is to be lifetime members for them. Um, that's going to be, that's something I've wanted to do forever. My dad's been a, an RMEF member for um, forever. I mean, having bugle magazine in our house was just this you know yeah. that's the way it was it's the only magazine we ever got through the house was bugle and it was, it was like christmas my dad would just jump up and down like a little girl like but um <laughs> but uh, so that that's the next big one for us um we're always looking for more you know um you know really good organizations to to give back to um especially ones we can do on the ground work with you know that's yeah. that's going to be something you know we would like to do as well, uh, you know, not only donating but money, but donating our time, you know, and, and things, and especially locally, um, you know, like our local communities and local wildlife conservation efforts and stuff like that. So, 
Yeah. So where would you say that your, you know, conservation mindset, I mean, where did that come from? Was that instilled at a young age? Was it something you kind of picked up like as, as you got more into hunting or, or, you know, tell me about that. For me, that was, it was instilled at a young age. I mean, like my, like I said, my dad was, was a member and, um, my whole family is RMEF members. And, and, uh, I mean, that, you know, it's in my blood generations back, you know, in the same piece of land. So to have that kind of attachment to a very particular piece of land, I think is where a lot of that came from, um, you know, is we have to protect this and, um, and we have to protect, you know, we help protect it for the neighbor's piece of land too, you know, not just our little patch. Um, so I think that's where a lot of it came from is, is having that, that, um, that anchor where like, this is outdoors for me. This is wildlife. You know, this is nature. Um, so it was, I was very young when that was instilled in me. So, yeah. Courtney, do you get to spend much time in the outdoors? Not as much as I would like to. <laughs> that, that seems like a pretty common answer amongst almost anyone I talk to. Not as much as I would yeah. like to. No, definitely not as much as I would like to. We, uh, our traveling has kind of come to a halt recently. Um, unfortunately, I, I mean, the real reason for that is probably we were both really so busy. And then with COVID, um, it was just really hard for us to get around. We we did actually take a road trip around the same time as you did last year. Okay. I think it was October. Mm-hmm. Um, we both had some time off work. And so we drove everywhere. It, I, I could be here all afternoon listing off everywhere we went. Um, that was the last big trip I think we took. We do take little micro trips just to kind of get get the... The experience, like get out. We gotta, we gotta <laughs> go home every once in a while. You know, we try yeah. to get, we try to, we try to do like a, a with with both of us a week in the mountains at least once a year. You yeah. know, um, which is never ever gonna be enough, but it does kind of, you know, it it fulfills the need. A little bit. <laughs> it scratches the itch for the time being. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> no, I, I I totally know what you mean. And going back to Courtney, what you had said about you know you got into the mountains like when when you had your first um, you know real exposure uh, out there in Colorado. Yeah, there's something about it. It's it's hard to explain, but like once you're you're there and you're in it, you just you don't want to leave. And while you grew up, yeah. you know, spending your summers in the Smoky Mountains, I mean, the Rockies are just it, there's something different about it, right? Just it's- the entire landscape completely different um and it like i said it just instilled that love for me uh, i mean i grew up in the smokies i loved them and then i got to the rockies and i was just like there's no way this is real <laughs> i think actually at the end of our trip i think i did i sat on a rock and cried for a little bit because i didn't want to leave <laughs> so our goal is definitely i mean we definitely want to get back out there permanently um to that side of the united states that's our goal yeah no so I know, obviously, um, things are going to change at home for you guys a little bit here in a very short amount of time. But do you guys have any trips planned for maybe, um, you know, for the the second half of the year here? Uh, well, my kind of, my married, so, and, uh, so we we're probably going to try to get out there for a couple of days. And, um, my my grandparents have some property out there in, in the Eastern Oregon Mountains and. Um, that's, that's probably all we're going to get for the second half of this year. I mean, we might get to, we might get to do something else, but, um, yeah, I'm only for a couple more days. So. Yeah. Yeah. You got to pay the bills, right? No, for yeah. sure. 
Um, what was I going to ask you here? Um, so as as kind of things go on with the company, I mean, obviously you're you know less than a month in um, to launching and everything. But what are kind of some some long term goals and things like that that you have with the company, um, really as it relates to like conservation and being able to give back? Um, well, right now we we would like to up the percentage at some point, um, to, you know, giving back more more of each sale. Um, a goal for me, I think, is to go to ten or fifteen or however many. No, one one second there, Hunter. Can you just move your uh, maybe your microphone or your computer just a little bit closer? Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, you were kind of cutting yeah. in and out there. I wanted to make sure I could get you. Sorry. Yeah, we we'd like to up the list of you know ten or fifteen, maybe twenty different organizations that um, so that, like when you you know when you're at checkout and you know you maybe I don't know maybe you've never hunted elk and you don't care about elk but you're an avid duck hunter you know you wanna you wanna donate to that instead or you know however you never you hate the national parks so you know you don't want to donate to them i don't know but uh but like making it more customizable i think is is something we would like to do um and then i mean i would love to be you know i I don't even know that the rock mountain elk foundation does it but you know i mean i would love to do to be a part of you know like bigger organizations and and um you know really really trying to make a difference i mean you know you don't really think Kind of like the underdog, you know, the little wax melt company is gonna gonna be able to do a whole lot for wildlife conservation. But you know, when you when you, I mean, we've already laid the groundwork with two percent. You know, I mean, this just opens a big door for for us to be able to really make a difference and um, spread awareness and stuff like that. So, yeah, and that's I know what you mean about you know you kind of wonder or someone maybe looks and says, you know, well, what kind of difference can, you know, a little, you know, wax melt company, or in my case, a little apparel company do for conservation. But, you know, it's not, it's not really fair for, for smaller businesses like us to, to compare ourselves to like the Sitka's, the First Lights, you know, these, these, right. you know, very big, big brands, big companies that are doing, you know, a very, um, you know, high dollar amount of uh, revenue a year. But it, the way I look at it is, is companies like us, this, these small businesses are, you know, make, you know, when you add it all up, um, you know, your company, my company, you know, the, the countless other small businesses that are 2% certified, when you start adding all that up into a pool, I mean, that becomes a, a huge amount of money and makes such a difference. And it can be spread across, you know, so many different, uh, you know, organizations, foundations, um, habitat projects, whatever the case is, you know, the list goes on. And, and I always kind of, when I sign off on at the end of the podcast, I always say, you know, conservation starts with you, you know, you can't, you can't compare yourself. It's not a competition and, you know, you do what you can do and it's absolutely is going to make a difference in one way or another. Right. Yeah. We, um, I just, the, the coolest part about the 2% thing is, is the, to me is that it's the network yeah. map and you can tap on every little business and. It's like, man, this is everywhere, you know. I mean, you, yeah. you think. I mean, obviously, it's heavily skewed towards the west where they are, you know. But, but um, to see, like, I think there's some little random business in, in in Florida, you know. I mean, that's the fact that it's reaching that far is is awesome, you know. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I'm sure people would be surprised to click on our little blip and see a wax melt company in Alabama. But you know, it's but it's. I think it's it's just the the community of it is is really cool, and getting to see all of us on that map is is really awesome. Yeah, no, you're you're absolutely right. And 
what you'll find, obviously, as you guys get further along um, in the process of, of networking and meeting more 2% businesses is is how awesome everyone is and how great everyone, or not how great, but um, how much everyone wants to try to help everyone else that's involved in 2% because, um, you know, I had Jared on the podcast last week and we talked about, you know, despite you know, 2020 being kind of a, a shit show uh, for a yeah. lot of people, a lot of businesses, um, you know, 2% doubled in size in terms of businesses that came on board. So meaning that, you know, while times were tough or, you know, maybe if you're an outdoor company, you know, it was a really good year because people were trying to get outside more, uh, that people kind of rallied around the outdoors, around conservation. And to see that influx of businesses make that commitment, especially like you guys making the commitment, you know, right out of the gate is is awesome and I think it just really speaks to you know the the character and you know kind of the the moral compass of a lot of these business owners. Yeah. Well, we're we're really excited to be a part of it. That's for sure. I mean, um you know, it's I don't know, it's it's kind of emotional for me, you know. I mean, it's just this stuff means a lot to me and you know, seeing other people around it means a lot to us, you know, that um seeing all these companies that are willing to write off, you know, small companies that are willing to, to, uh, you know, give up a portion of their proceeds or whatever. I mean, even though it's 1%, you know, every dollar counts, especially to a business our size, you know, yeah. it's every dollar really counts. So, um, it's awesome to see a lot of other companies that are like us and willing to, you know, it just shows how much it means to everybody. Yeah, no, that's, that's a very good way to look at it that, yeah, a dollar to your company, um, means a lot more to than a dollar to you know one of these really large companies so the fact that you guys are are you know willing to make that same sacrifice as someone else when you know from a bottom line standpoint it means a lot more um yeah that's i mean that's it that's putting your money where your mouth is kind of it, it doesn't right. <laughs> seem to quite do that justice but uh, you know i think they're when you look at kind of the the totality of the the businesses that are 2% certified, it's really cool to see the the variety of businesses, right? I mean, we yeah. there's obviously the companies that kind of operate directly in the outdoor space, whether it's a gear company, some type of manufacturer. Um, but when you look at, I mean, there's a piano repair company that's on there. You know, there's, you know, real estate agents, there's, you know, software tech companies, obviously the, the wax melt that you guys have. Um, you know, conservation isn't just for people who um, have outdoor companies. It's it's for everyone that enjoys it, that wants to find their own way to give back with whatever it is that they're passionate about. And in your case, uh, you know, wax melts and, and air fresheners at this point. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's. Uh, I mean, you know, it's it, for her. Like, she's not an avid hunter. You know, I mean, and but she does. You know, she enjoys outside so you know it's not um it's not for it's not just for hunters or it's not just right. for i mean i was completely surprised when i was looking at the companies that were involved in it because i was kind of you know i was a little skeptical at the beginning i mean I was like awesome this is gonna be cool but i mean do we really fit into this space yeah. you know and um and, you know, it's like well okay yeah this it doesn't they don't care at all yeah you know i mean it you know it's yeah yeah that that's very well put it's not it's in the mindset it's not in the product yeah that's I don't think I could have said that better <laughs> um, and 
gosh, I, I lost my complete train of thought there. I like looked up and I've got a window here in my office. I looked up and looked outside and like everything went blank. So I apologize for that. Um, so like Courtney, you kind of touched on it early on. Um, you have the wax melts. You just um, launched some some air fresheners as well. You've got some other things kind of in the pipeline. Can you tell me about any of those or are you kind of yeah. keeping them close to the vest? Um, so we are actually, I've got, I have a lot of ideas. I, my brain's constantly just brainstorming. Um, but we definitely, we're going to keep with the, the nature sense. That's just our thing. I don't, yeah. I mean, we, we were doing, when we first started with candles, we were doing um, kind of just any scent. And I think that that was also part of the reason why it didn't, it didn't feel um, what's organic. Right. It didn't feel like us. It didn't feel like us. Yeah. Uh, we were doing like, like lavender laundry and clean cotton and, and stuff. like laundry smells. And, you know, it just, um, but this is this time around, you know, we've, we've put a lot of work into, and thought into the name. Um, his name, obviously, Hunter. And then his brother's name is Fisher. <laughs> so um, I love our it. son obviously had to have that little theme going we've got a lot of nature names in the family so the name means a lot to us as well um it kind of has you know two meanings sure. but um so we're going to keep with the sense the nature sense that's just kind of what we're going to do and then as far as future products go we have a lot of ideas but i think the next step for us is probably linen sprays so kind of like febreze but not I don't know. I don't even know what smell Febreze is. But, but, yeah. You know, <laughs> no matter what it says on the bottle, they all kind of smell the same to me. I'll be honest. Yeah. So we're going to keep the same scents, do linen sprays, air fr- like room fresheners. And then we've even kind of dabbled in the idea of men's cologne. Okay. Um, I got a suggestion from a customer who ordered, it was actually, was it Amber Peak? Mm-hmm. They ordered Amber Peak, and her husband has requested us to try and recreate that in a men's cologne. So I think that that's also an avenue that we're going to look into and create that as well. Nice. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And I like what you guys said about keeping it um, with like the outdoorsy type sense, because I think that there's something about the, you know, like smells of the outdoors that regardless of whether you you are an avid hunter or an angler, or you just like to, to backpack, to camp. You just like spending time outdoors, right? It always, there's certain sense, and I'm sure you guys can attest to it, that just kind of give you this flashback or bring you back to a moment in time. Like you said, really with, you know, where the scents come from with your past, um, you know, trips to national parks or just different adventures that you guys may have taken. And while, you know, a scent for you guys may not mean anything to me <clears throat> in terms of, um, like what you guys are offering, there's there's always these different scents that kind of flash you back um, to like, I, I mean, maybe like a happier time, you know, maybe your youth, um, you know, a childhood memory. So, yeah, the, you don't get that from from lavender, from from, right. from you know, from like fresh washed linen sheets like that doesn't really mean, it just meant my yeah. mom did laundry that day. Right. Like that's all that that means right. to me. It's not like this super cool like memory. So I like that um, that you guys are doing that for sure. Yeah, yeah, we're we're uh, trying to broaden broaden the, the, the collection at the same time as keeping it where it legitimately is something that we 
you know, reminds us of something as opposed to like making up some story. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, being authentic with it certainly, certainly helps and not trying to maybe kind of advertise or come across as something that maybe, you know, you guys really aren't passionate about. Right. right. I think that that was our mistake the first time. Um, not mistake, but with the candles, you know, we just kind of grabbed whatever scent we thought others would be interested in and yeah. it didn't feel authentic you know yeah. it, it wasn't um it wasn't something we could like really stick our heels into and like believe in and go you know this is really something we enjoy doing right yeah. so now it is yeah. <laughs> there you go well <clears throat> before i let you guys go tell me where we can find little forest creations at right now we're just online um so we've got a facebook page that that was the first that was the first shop that I opened up was the Facebook page just because I knew how <laughs> it was the it kind of just felt like the easiest startup point. And then we've actually kind of tried to gravitate customers towards our website, mm -hmm. which is just all around easier for us to manage. It kind of centralizes everything. Um, but I do know that there are especially we have got some family who is they're not going to go to the website. They're going to stay on Facebook. Um <laughs> So we're keeping that open, but we are, we've got our own website. It's uh, forest, littleforestcreations.com. That is where we like to sell. And then I, do, I did just, I think last week, I opened up an Etsy shop just because everyone was telling me you have to open up yeah. an Etsy shop for homemade products. So we did that as well. Um, my main focus right now is the, the website, Little Forest Creations. And then it's hard right now because of the pregnancy, but we do plan on getting into some, you know, like local farmers markets, uh, vendor events. And then eventually once we are able to, we would, I mean, we would love to open up a couple of brick and mortars or at least have um, a wholesale market yeah. somewhere locally or around us. Right on. Now you guys are, you guys are on Instagram as well, correct? We are on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Well, yeah. You mentioned that earlier that you spent some time on there during the day. <laughs> I am Instagram addict so it, it's right up my alley i'm always scrolling through instagram yeah i mean that's i mean that's obviously how i reached out to you i mean it was i think it was right after um the team over at two percent had announced your certification i was like oh this is a perfect time to uh to reach out and, and get you guys on the podcast so i'm glad that this all worked out yeah we are too yeah well guys i really appreciate the time uh if i don't talk to you before Best of luck with the little one, and uh, I look forward to seeing Little Creations grow uh, in the future, and hopefully we can get you back on again. Well, thanks for having awesome. us. We really yeah. appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely, guys. We'll take care of yourself, and we'll talk to you soon. Okay, okay. sounds good. All right. All right. Well, thanks again to Hunter and Courtney for joining me on the podcast this week. Uh, I would also like to thank the partners of the podcast, Stone Glacier and Go Hunt, as well as Wild Rivers Coffee. Uh, be sure and support the companies that support this podcast and help make this possible. Uh, I would also like to thank 2% for Conservation. And if you're interested in learning more about 2% for Conservation, you can visit their website, fishandwildlife.org. And over there, you can see all the certified brands that have committed to conservation that you should support when you shop. I also encourage you guys to follow 2% on social media where they're going to post only positive content so you'll enjoy their conservation-focused posts in your feed. So again, if you'd like to learn more about 2% for Conservation, you can look for them online on social media or at fishandwildlife.org. Thanks for joining me this week, everyone. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Uh, remember to stay safe out there, and conservation starts with you.